Creeping and crawling out of the swamps of South Florida. On August 19th, 2020, 2023, we are in the Chimps Treehouse. Again. Again. It's, uh, you know, I feel like you've cleaned up some of the vines and stuff. No, some other chimps found their way into here. What? And they cleaned it for you? Like, or, or like what, what are you saying? No, they really? just added more trash. <laughs> more trash. Ah, uh, you know, <laughs> more chimps, more trash. What are you going to do? Oh, this is Chimp, by the way. And who are you again? I'm Captain Brunch tonight. Captain Brunch. I'm sorry. You look completely different. I was like, who is this guy? Well, you know, I started a new job about a week and a half ago. So new uh, job, new hair? Yeah. You know, I was like, you know what? Let me look sharp for the new job. Let me, let me go in there looking like I'm ready to cut somebody. Are you trying to um, channel Freddie Mercury? <laughs> no, that's the first I got. A, what have I gotten so far? I got um, Ted Lasso was one of them. I don't remember who else, but someone else I got compared At to someone else At least it wasn't Ted Kaczynski. <laughs> no, he was more like what I used to look like. <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> it's true. No, but I remember you pulling the, um, the queen look before. So this has been a, th- a running theme for me at least. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I kind of go, you know, like I cycle the looks. There's only so many things you can do with your face, right? Without kind of getting a little out of, out of, you know, when I was in my early 20s, I did some funny things with my facial hair. I don't really think I have the balls to do that kind of stuff anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when I had my fro, my hair used to grow up. People would call me the guy from Wolf Mother. At every show, there's always one guy saying, Wolf Mother! I have no idea who the fuck that is, but... <laughs> Probably a band, right? Uh, Coheed in Cambria. I was always called Coheed. <laughs> and then recently, they would, um, someone compared me to Post Malone. I'm like, what the fuck? Post. <laughs> I, I used to get compared to Post, like Funny. when I had long hair and a beard. And, and like literally students at the schools would call me Post. Yo, Posty. <laughs> Yeah, no. <laughs> That's fantastic. Anyway, so tell us about this new gig. Well, um, you know, so I was working as a marine electrician at this job, but, you know, they were making me seasick and stuff. So I wanted, I still wanted to be a marine electrician, but I didn't want to be seasick. So I, I got applied to one place and I was really sure I was going to get the job because like the guy told me I was going to get the job, but then human resources was like, you didn't get the job. So I'm like, okay, whatever. Fuck that. Whoops. And, uh, and then like, I was looking at the website of my old company, the shipyard I used to work in. And then they just happened to open a Marine electrician position, which is not a position that existed when I worked there previously. Hmm. So I was like, well, you know, I, I left under really good circumstances and they really didn't want me to leave. So I bet you they'll take me back. And they did. And uh, things have been going pretty well so far. Um, like one little kind of slightly awkward thing is that on the same week that I came, like that I started working there, which was on a Wednesday, that same week on the Friday, the the yard electrician like left to work for a different company. He was like done with the company, which is the reason why it's awkward is because I'm not a yard electrician. I'm a yacht electrician. Like I'm, I'm, I'm supposed to be on the boats, like doing things on the boats, like not on the ladder. Exactly. And not, you know, dealing with 480 volts of power coming in from the city. Like that's not really what I'm supposed to be dealing with. So, but well, so, but since there's no other person who does electrical, they're kind of like expecting me to do that kind of stuff. Uh, so for the last week and a half, I've been the yard electrician, which is interesting. Like I had to test a few few transformers because they were pulling yachts out of the water and they wanted to make sure that they were going to plug it into this thing and that the yacht would turn on. 
So I had to test. I'm like, I pull out my little multimeter and stick it in there. I'm like, am I getting the right voltage? I'm getting the right voltage. Okay, it's good. You can plug it in. Whoop. Did we get boosted? Yes, we did. I just got to say, it sounds like you went back to an old girlfriend. (laughs) You're trying to to convince yourself, yes, this is for the better. (laughs) Things are different. I mean, well, but okay, things are different though. Because first of all, I get my own office. Oh. Yeah. It's like a big upgrade with an air conditioning. On a boat or? No. It, like on land. I mean, they pull the boats out of the water and then I work on them, but not yet. Or not yet. Um, man, why'd you get me so depressed? I didn't go back to an old so. girlfriend. I did go back to an old girlfriend, <laughs> but I'm getting paid more and I'm doing what I want to do. Um, and, and, and the... She's promising you the world. The conclusion <laughs> of the story, though, the conclusion... I hope to it like, works out this time. To capstone the story is that... They have hired another yard electrician. He's starting on Monday. So that guy's going to take over those duties, and I'm going to be able to focus on doing stuff for the boats, which is what I want to be doing. As long as you're not the cook. Oh, my God, So Chip. we got two booths. Uh, actually, we had a boost last uh, 11 days ago from Lois, Lois Hoddles. Ah, <laughs> Lois. Happy birthday, Lois. We Hemp. just sang happy birthday to her a little earlier tonight. Hemp didn't like the mild Dow. I did like it. Actually, it was really good. You should just, I mean, I can't podcast my face, but I was definitely enjoying it. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> to clarify, the Dow recipe was supposed to be grounding and calming to balance out the energy that was contributing. Oh, I can't see the rest. No. It cut it off? Maybe it's just the way it's. We're going to have to resolve this in the future. We can't have these boosts cut on. off. Ch- Chimp is wading through the forest Hold to find the rest the of this message. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, here we go. Uh so the doll recipe was supposed to be grounding and calming to balance out the energy that was contributing to Captain Brunch's seasickness and general feeling of nausea. My recommendation was a mono diet of the Dow for a few days to help reset and ground, along with some breathing and yoga exercises. I hope you were doing that. Yeah. The pepper that Chimp fed Captain Brunch had the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Like he fed me, he fed me, for people who didn't listen to that episode or yet or ever, he like... He tried some of the doll that I was eating, and then in return, he let me try this pepper, or he kind of made me try this pepper um, live, live on, more. on. Yeah, that's nice. We could talk about that later. It wasn't bad, but it was like, whoa! The pepper <laughs> that Chimp fed Captain Brunch. One second. The pepper that Chimp fed Captain Brunch had the opposite energetic <laughs> invigorating stoking the fire well i do stoke the fire that's so it for was sure chimp stokes my fire that's for sure <laughs> lois knows what's up thank you lois 330 stats and so low low so i saw lois tonight because she was at the broward county bitcoiners meetup and not sorry to dox you but you know whatever <laughs> and uh she made this like really interesting cake it was a cranberry chocolate cheesecake or raspberry or Okay, so it was it was pretty cool, and and like the crust was made out of of nuts. It was it was cool. Thank you, Lois. Thank you, Lois. And happy New Year to you. I hope the next year is wonderful. And then six minutes ago, ten thousand sats from Jay at Proof of Work Fitness on Telegram. Did he boost from Telegram? I don't know. We'll have to find out about that. But why don't, what did he, what did he say? Cool. Don't wait until January. Hire me as your personal trainer and get fit before spring break. 15% off for paying with Bitcoin. Woo. In Bitcoin. <laughs> so you see, so we definitely, 
if you, you know, if you zap us, we will, I mean, oh my God, I cannot <laughs> believe I just said that on my own podcast. What the hell is uh, wrong with me? Jay the earworm. Wow, Jay, you, you did it. You Good did job, it to Jay. me. You should, you should boost us again just for the fact that I just said that. I cannot, I called it a zap. Wow. I know so Jay's it, thinking those 10 Because I read so much it. crap about Noster, you know? So like, this zap, 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 like, ah! okay, so. Yeah, you boost us, and then we read your boostagram on the show. So we, you know, that is the kind of ad we have. We do not sell ad space. We don't sell anything really. We're just we're selling ourselves. We're selling our time. You know, like we're sitting here. We're taking our time. We have all this equipment that we've invested money into. Um, you know, like we have some, some topics we talk about. We give our insight. We give, and and that's a part of the like the value for value. We have Entertainment some awesome model. guests, which I hope to bring in real soon. Yeah, very soon after one more topic. Because I, I <laughs> now I do want to say, if you send any boosts that are derogatory in nature, I will make brunch read them. So okay, that's okay, and, and I'll I'll do it in a funny voice because that's just what seems appropriate. <laughs> um, I do want to say though, so Saturday Night Lit, like as we're kind of talking about, is live on modern podcast apps near you. You can get them at podcastapps.com. You can listen live <laughs> from Podverse. Why is he looking at me? On the app or the web. Podcastapps.com. You can listen on CurioCaster on the web. Podcast Guru is an app you can download. Podcast Addict is an app you can download. And Fountain app. So all these apps will let you listen to us live. They don't all necessarily let you send us value for value. But most of them can. Most of them can. What was that site again? Podcastapps.com. <laughs> um, so, I, you know, I wanted to talk about this show I've really been enjoying it. I've only listened to the first two episodes, but Boostagram Ball. Did you listen to it yet? Any? I listened to the first one. I haven't listened to the next two. So the concept behind Boostagram Ball is like a continuation of experimentation in podcasting 2.0. It's a music podcast. So he does broadcast it live, but it's, it's not like on a set schedule yet. But what he does is he takes songs that people upload to value for value platforms like Wave Lake and... Um, like Music Side Project. And there's a few other services. Uh, you know, we'll, I'm sure we'll be talking about it more in the future. But so what Adam Curry does at Boostergram Ball is he takes, you know, enough songs to fill an hour. And then, you know, he, he's DJing in between, just talking about stuff, talking about the, the musicians, talking about the songs, why he liked it. or um, And it's, it's, like a, it's like an old radio show, right? Like old radio, like, you know, from the from our childhood and our adolescence, um, our guest who's coming up soon was talking about like Power 96 earlier. I mean, like it harkens back to that time, but it is so of this time. The fact that all these songs that are being played, if you send a boost to the podcast, the Boostagram Ball, whatever song is playing, you're, I think this. I think he's splitting it like 90% goes to the artist. Just about, yeah. So this is, this is like a completely new business model that is cutting out the middlemen of distributors and marketers and all this bull crap that exists in the music industry. And it's allowing musicians to be connected so much closer to their audience. And I can't wait to do our own music show, which we have in the works. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, um, I just need to figure out how to do the one, two, three, and then we'll be doing our own little... You want to talk about it or just, just yeah. kind of tease it? Well, I mean... we. At least like for people who've been listening long enough, they know we're musicians, right? Because like you've produced some, I mean, all of the, the the musical interludes that we've ever played on the show were always yours. And 
sometimes, you know, like we've done the chimps challenge twice now, right? So, yes. so, you know, you, you make the music, I sing some, some words to it. So we're like, we're musicians and we're, we, we used to be in a band together called mother. <laughs> but the plan for this show is just going to be, um, listening to what's already on wave lake. I think the company's called mm-hmm. and just kind of just talking about the music that we hear. Whether we like it, or we don't like it, from yeah. a musician's perspective, like music, music criticism, right? And it's not necessarily bad criticism. It's just you know trying to think about the music critically, commentary, exactly. So yeah, so um, now we're gonna bring on our guest and just uh, what, wait, what what I do, what I do wrong? <laughs> my bit, you messed up my bit. Oh my god! Well, yeah, obviously we have to let him in, right? There's, there's, hold on, there's somebody okay, here. Okay, you're gonna on, open the door or what? Yeah, hold on. <laughs> come in, man. Come in. Come in. Come in. Oh, <laughs> we, we, we got to really yeah. let you in. So, <laughs> so Mars, welcome back to Saturday Night Live. Knock, knock, who's there? <laughs> I'm here. How's it going, guys? Uh, it's going pretty What's well. Up, Mars? Cool, cool. Good, man. Glad to be here. Glad to hang out with you guys. I feel like I've been ignoring Bitcoin, neglecting Bitcoin oh, a little bit. So it's cool to, oh, just busy, work, living life, ignoring the news. <laughs> Makes yeah. it more interesting when you come back, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I feel like I missed brunch uh, a couple of weeks ago, and, like, everything's been thrown off ever since. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, uh, I don't know what to tell you. Like, Bitcoin brunch is a special place that has a special energy, and, you know, I don't Sometimes if you need your fix, and if you miss your fix, like... You it centers. <laughs> after 100 weeks, you know, it's like, you gotta, you gotta get your fix. Ah, uh, we're on 100... I think next week is... Is, is it 100... Oh, another boost. Ooh, 3,000 sats from Jay at Proof of Work Fitness on Telegram. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's via Podverse, so it's not okay, via Telegram. Via, uh-huh. uh, Zap wins. Oh, so <laughs> he's Proof of Work Fitness on Telegram. Right. So if you want to reach him, okay, so now, now I'm getting the ad, right? So if you want personal training, if you're a Bitcoiner or if you're a human being listening to this and you want to get in shape, I can tell you that Proof of Work Fitness is in tip top shape and he can help mm. you out. So you can contact him on telegram at proof of work fitness. <laughs> Zap lightning emoji wins. Thank you, Jay. Thank you. Jay. We won't hold it against you, Jay, but thank <laughs> you. Zap over boost. It's like, it's like a debate we're having kind of because so in podcasting 2.0, uh, the phrase was boost, you know, mm-hmm. like that's what it meant when you sent mo- sats to the, to, to the podcast. But, once Noster came around, they Everyone came up with this zap, zap yeah. thing. And so, you know, like I'm kind of a little butthurt about it in all honesty, because I'm part of this old generation of Bitcoiners. And these guys are kind of like this new generation of Noster, ostrich, Bitcoin, whatever's. And they're all zap, zap, zapping. <laughs> yeah. Well, you are, you are an electrician, so. And, and they even added like. So Stacker News, which since I've kind of like started, you know, pretty much eliminated Twitter from my daily entertainment diet, I I'm using Stacker News a lot and they call and they call it zapping on Stacker News and it like just annoys me to no end because Stacker News is not even on Noster. I'm like, ah, it's, it's like bleeding out of the Noster verse. And that seems like an easy. <laughs> oh, Jay. Like, why haven't they Proof done of that work yet? fitness must be working real well for him. Another 3,000 sats <laughs> from Jay at Proof of Work Fitness on Telegram via Podverse. Uh, what's up, Mars? Mars is helping me f- with a logo for Proof of Work Fitness. He's a really talented artist. So thanks, Mars. What's up, Jay? <laughs> proof of Work Fitness, Proof of Work Fitness, Proof of Work Fitness. <laughs> there you go. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, Mars, so as if you couldn't tell, like Mars is one of the regulars at Bitcoin. In fact, he is the quintessential regular at yeah. Bitcoin Brunch. People have asked me, when did I start Bitcoin Brunch? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's nice. What do you tell them? <laughs> so I didn't start it. <laughs> uh, so I got I to gotta tell Randy, even though like I feel like this is kind of cheating, like Randy wanted me to give him a lightning. Oh, do you have, is, does the show have a lightning address? Yeah, it's an Albi. It's a get Albi wallet. Okay, what is it? You got to read it on the show so that um, Randy Randy can z- zap us. Because like, ah! I said it again. <laughs> mm. I'm, I'm, I'm really pissed right now. Once more and you're gone. I know. Like, I'm going to get replaced on the show. I do like Boost better, honestly, <laughs> if I have to choose. Boost. Yeah, you're um, looking like a good co-host, Mark. <laughs> this guy here. Oh, betraying the um, cause. Uh, yeah, so Randy said, like, basically said. SNLit at getalbi.com. S-N-L-I-T at getalbi.com. S-N-L-I-T at getalbi.com. Okay, Randy, so I expect a boost before the end of the show or you've betrayed me. You've betrayed us. <laughs> uh, so uh, what's what's been going on, Mars? Was anything interesting going on? Anything interesting? There's a lot of interesting goings on in, in this uh, in this beautiful planet that we have. You know, learning about the laser beams that are oh, destroying man. cities and it's destroying the Maui. <laughs> this is directed energy beam. Directed energy weapon. Yeah, I don't know about that. Um, but well, I mean, if you want to talk about world events, like I do have a couple a couple of things on my list. Uh, the first one, Africa as the next front of World mm. War Three, the coup in Niger. And growing Western military presence. Yeah. Uh, so in like the Hotep space, uh-huh. the black conscious space, this has been something that's been talked about for about two, two decades now. Um, in the early 90s, Ali Selassie, who was the emperor of Ethiopia, spoke about this and the dangers of colonialism and the uh, coups that they could start up, you know. Uh, so it's interesting seeing a lot of people who have spoken, Marcus Garvey, uh, a lot of people from the Black Panther Party who are speaking about like bridging the gap between Americans and Africans. Yeah, that's something that's been talked about for a long time. And uh, the, ca- the cards are definitely falling into play for that to happen. So mm-hmm. it's interesting seeing, you know, seeing it, seeing it all happen. Bricks, Bricks was like a supposedly conspiracy theory at one point, you know. Well, I don't think BRICS was ever a conspiracy theory. Well, the idea of a currency yeah. or a coalition I mean, of it's countries. definitely a conspiracy. It's a conspiracy between Brazil, Russia, India, China, yeah. and South Africa. Yeah, uh, yeah, we kind of crapped on the word conspiracy. We made it like... <laughs> well, I mean, some countries have been in Africa since like the 1800s. Yeah, Like yeah. dividing it up. So it's just... No, since before then. It's just... Like became more yeah. There's been invasions of Egypt and all this stuff for a long, long time. So, but, well, I mean, yeah. most recently it was Mali had a coup, mm-hmm. Niger had a coup, and then there was, I think it's Burkina Faso, maybe Burkina Faso. And so, like right now, these I don't remember what the organization is, but it's like a bunch of African countries are basically threatening to invade Niger to try to, like, reimpose the president. And uh, there are like U.S. There's a U.S. military base in Niger, but the the, as far as I know, the, the personnel have been instructed not, you know, like not to leave the base, like pretty much like, you know, just kind of leave that over there. Um, you know, they're reporting about how several of the leaders of the military coup were trained by the U.S. military. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just interesting if like things start to pop off and 
start to have like military action. I don't know. I, I, I talked about it several months ago that I'm, like, I'm really worried about World War III. Yeah. And, you know, the, the thing about world wars is that there are multiple fronts, mm-hmm. right, in different mm-hmm. parts of the world. So you've already got Russia, um, Ukraine going, and then all we need is like some craziness to go on in Africa. And then we just need some, you know, ta- China, Taiwan, and then yeah. boom, like that's pretty much World War III right. as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> yeah, and it's not too far out of the realm of reality. You know, we've had two of them already. Then a civil war at home. <laughs> I, I just find that so hard. Like, I, I would think of it more... To me, the idea of a civil war is impossible because of how dependent the states are on the federal government. Like, mm. the federal government has just so heavily infected everything the states do that they... I don't, it just seems impossible. But I can just imagine more of, like, insurrection or, or like, groups of people sort of claiming independence from the country, you know, like people no longer recognizing the authority of the government. And then because of how many guns we have in this country, right? They have the ability to like 3D print guns now. There's just like, I can just more imagine maybe that. Whoa, no, man. Sorry, off, sorry, sorry, oh sorry. man, you're oh, teasing me. <laughs> reloading. Tell me if my tinfoil hat is on too tight. But I have seen some TikToks, right? That have been talking about like sleeper agents. Uh-huh. And I don't even know if you've seen like the... TikToks or whatever about no. military age men. I don't see TikToks, so you have to well, tell us. Okay, <laughs> so military age what? Military age men, like a lot of the refu- immigrants that they're bringing in from all these other countries. If you look at these pictures and videos of people coming in, there's hundreds and hundreds of men. Like not a lot of children, not a lot of women, but men who are like military aged and like, you know, whatever. But the conspiracy is that these people are coming in to be sleeper agents to join the fight against America once it happens on the soil. What do you think about that? Like military age is also working age, isn't it? Like, so it's just, it's too easy to kind of tell a paint a bunch of different versions of that story. Um, It's a lot of uh, Latin American countries are suffering from horrible economies, unstable governments. And it's, I think it's like easiest for working age men to make the trip and then mm. actually make money and then send money back. Whereas if like if you bring your wife and kid, that's kind of a burden. I mean, people do go as families sometimes, but like you say, yeah, it's probably mostly men, mm. but that's because it's mostly men who can come and do something. They could do construction, they can work. I mean, not to say that women can't work in these fields, but especially if they have children, like they're probably taking care of their families. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, this neighborhood alone is, um, you'll, especially you'll see the houses which has a ton of cars outside. Like most of them are just people are, are just work trucks or people who just um come here to work. I've I know people who 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 literally um they'll have a lot more like space in their house, a lot more property, and they'll sponsor people to come over here just to have them work in, in, in their um in their industry. Like grass cutting or, or construction or whatever it is. I I work with guys, um guy who's been here for from India for twenty years at least, and the same shit. His family's back at home. He's been just trying to bring them over here, so yeah, I mean, I mean not to sense. say not to say there aren't sleeper agents. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not no, to no, say no. that there aren't right, spies. Right, right. There definitely are, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't. But I don't think they're they're infiltrating an army into this country to like attack America. Not yet. Uh, uh, to me, it's much more likely that that they are importing people to like join our military because we have a decreasing pop. Like our mm-hmm. domestic population is shrinking it's not growing right so we have to import people to try to maintain our population 
And just like inflation, mm-hmm. right? Like they want to have a certain population growth. Like it right. should be at least like 2% or something. So if it's, if your economy, I mean, if your population is shrinking, that, that spells a lot of problems, right? Like, especially with, you know, with like you think about the baby boomers retiring mm-hmm. and them depending on the infrastructure or the, the social security that people our age are paying into. That's a very big problem because if there's way more old people than there are working people, then that really screws those old yeah. people up, right? Because like they, they worked all these years and now they want to not work. Yeah. <laughs> so you need a bunch of like, you know, working military aged people to be, you know, ready to work and pay into that system. Now are they going to vote Republican or Democrat? doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter because Republicans and Democrats both get social security. You know, like it, it's, it doesn't matter. It matters. I think, <laughs> I mean, well, that's a crazy thing, right? Cause a lot of these people are culturally conservative. Oh yeah. Latin America is uh, way more culturally conservative but than the United States. definitely going to be voting Democrat. <laughs> uh, what do you mean? Definitely. If they get the opportunity to vote, they'll definitely vote for Democrat. I don't think the conservative uh, agenda okay. is even. I think if you came to this country, le- okay, this is the issue, right? Because if you have way more people coming in illegally, mm-hmm. then probably, and maybe this is not true, but like it seems like they're more likely to vote Democrat because it's Democrats who are more likely to, to pushing to, social to na- issues to naturalize illegal Im- yeah. immigrants, whereas the Republicans are really hardcore about like there's a legal process and you got to do it the right way, right. And then you Which have like, and then mm-hmm. you have all the people who've been here for like thirty years or so, and then they're like, okay, let's keep them immigrants out of here. Like, like Cubans down here are a big example of that. Most of them want to keep out any more immigrants, mm-hmm. even though they themselves came here like that. But does that matter? I don't know. <laughs> I don't think. Like, it's, it's, it's. I think it matters to an extent. Um, like, okay, so let's say for instance the primary language gets changed because a certain demographic is the minor, the majority now, you know, uh, and that changes local politics, that changes school districts, that changes a lot of stuff. Um, I mean, I, I see them making us an effort to bring in different cultures from different places. I mean, but America's always been a melting pot anyway, but it, it's important. I think long-term, you know, definitely to focus on what potentials can come out of a culture shift. Um, we already see it, you know, like, um, oh, uh, not my podcast. Yeah, but you're the but guest. You can no, take no, it where you want go to. Yeah. Uh, go for it. Go for it. <laughs> uh, you know, okay. So you were talking earlier. Was it you that was talking about? No, it wasn't. Yeah. You were talking about new age stuff, right? Probably not. Probably what was, not. What were oh. they saying? Oh, okay, <laughs> Lois, Lois. Never yes. mind. I was yes. listening to, it was Lois. Yes. No, Lois. Yeah. Uh, Somebody. With, with anyway, the doll and the, yeah. Um, New age stuff in general, right? Like we're in an era now where so many things are being normalized that was once not normalized. And then you have a culture of conservative people who are coming into the country who don't really look at that as normal. Uh, a lot of things like let's say tattoos and for one, for instance, right? Like the barista at Starbucks is covered with tattoos. Now your doctor has tattoos, you know? Um, I don't know how that affects anything economically. It probably doesn't. But culturally, if a bunch of people come in here who don't want their doctor with tattoos, like Miami in general, I don't speak Spanish. It's hard for me to get a job without being bilingual. You know, um, I think these things change, change the culture over time. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. 
But I, I also think that a lot of people don't really pay t- too much attention to the politics and they may just go with like either what they already know, like you were saying, like like the, that more traditional mindset or just whatever is popular at the time, like what their family or friends may say. Like I could say with 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 my family, my my mom came here illegally, but my dad mm-hmm. did immigrate here legally. But either way, that there's um they're still both immigrants from like 30, 50 years ago. Um but they were never really politically minded at all. Like my dad voted Republican, but he doesn't you know, he just like who are who, who on the TV? Oh yeah, that guy looks good. Let's let's vote for him. And never really thought about this or that. Like it just didn't really matter to him. So yeah, I got them thinking more of like the um, like. So let's say for, I don't know if you heard about what happened in Brownsville recently, the annexing of Brownsville. They're oh, moving yeah. Hialeah into Brownsville uh, because the population is growing in Hialeah. That's um, one of the examples I think of. Wait, like, are you? Wait, what? What are they doing? So like Brownsville is becoming a part of Hialeah, right? Yeah, okay. the west western side of Brownsville um, is becoming part of Hialeah. Yeah. I think that's an example I guess of like, like... Is that unincorporated date right now? Oh, I don't know how that stuff works. <laughs> <laughs> I learned that from you. Yeah. <laughs> the unincorporated and... Just to throw in the chat conversation, Panda says, social security is a Ponzi. You all kind of soft. Art says, yeah, but it's backed by violence, so it works. <laughs> yeah, I see Brownsville's really close to Hylia. That's the intro, damn it. <laughs> I have these titled differently. Jimp! Jimp! That was um, a lot of music. I would, uh, I, I've always like played in bands, not even bands, but just like friends jamming. And I'll just record what's being played and just kind of take out like the good parts. So that was a jam um, with like three people. Cool stuff, man. But, but everything's improvised for the most part. Like like we rarely ever play, um, like, like even when I was playing with Prem, like we'll b- rarely ever play a song. Which is a good thing and a bad thing, because <laughs> most people want to hear songs; they don't want to hear <laughs> your crap. But um, yeah, it's fun. Yeah, I hate most people. No, that's not true. <laughs> so if things weren't crazy enough already in the first half of the show, so that, like these topics, I got some some good topics. That's so good. Um, I've been thinking a lot about this, and I got some new information recently that kind of changes my perspective just a little bit. But president from prison, imagine. Trump gets found guilty for something, sent to prison, and then he gets voted president of the United States. Mm-hmm. So what do you think? The second time you mentioned this. I think that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> I actually like that. So I originally assumed that he would just pardon himself. I could see the like the like the image now is like Trump wearing like, you know, the um the black and white suit. <laughs> <laughs> the striped suit. The striped, the striped yeah. jumpsuit. Trump twenty twenty four. 
Yeah, like or, they're gonna they're gonna bring the what do they call it the resolute desk? They're gonna bring it to like the prison <laughs> so that he can sit behind. It. Like they're gonna have to the set bar. up a, a studio. A in the red prison. maga jumpsuit. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> like just big like maga on yeah. the side. <laughs> it's got to be red, white, and blue. It's got to be a little blue somewhere. Maybe like a blue collar. And he's like, I think what on. I think what that'll show, especially if he wins, is just how how the system is so tangled, you know, like, like, <laughs> like just That's where we are right now. That is totally a uh, show title. Red MAGA jumpsuit. Red <laughs> MAGA jumpsuit. Um, writing that down. Get Kanye on it. <laughs> Tell Kanye to start. Yeah. Uh, so what I found out though, like I, I didn't know this about pardoning, right? I mean, I guess and I, it should have kind of been obvious. So the president can only pardon people for federal crimes, right? Because that's where his jurisdiction is. So mm -hmm. if Trump, gets found guilty in the state of Georgia, he cannot pardon himself mm. for the crimes of, of that were, you know, that were found guilty in the state of Georgia. So he would have to be pardoned by the governor of Georgia. That's the only person who'd be able to, to pardon him. So theoretically Trump could go to prison and he, and I mean, he could serve his term from prison. Yeah. That would be hysterical. Serve his term from prison. Yeah. Imagine. I mean, I don't. I haven't heard anyone say that he couldn't, right? Like, no yeah. one's talked yeah. about that mm -hmm. yet. The there there are the only like I don't, the only crimes that can prevent you from being president. I think are I don't remember what it was, but there's like specific crimes mm -hmm. that will disqualify you from being president. But I don't think any of the ones he's being. Oh, it was insurrection. That's what it was. Like insurrection is the crime that if you're found guilty of, you cannot, you know, run for office anymore. But he, but no one is charging him with insurrection. They're charging him with like um, 90 other things, if I heard correctly, but not insurrection, even though that's exactly what people claim happened. I mean, the Democrats yeah, claim yeah, yeah. happened on January 6th. It was an insurrection. Do you think that's why they're saying that? It's just for that one crime so he can actually be committed with it and not be able to run? I think they're just trying to like damage the brand from people who are on the fence. Because like oh, people, definitely. Like right. people who, who are going right. to vote Trump are going to vote Trump no matter what. It's yeah, just yeah. feeling the fire. But those people who are like, I don't know, but he's a criminal. And they've always said he's a criminal. Now he just got found, you know, as a criminal. And he, he, even though he, he doesn't actually get charged with anything, it's what's on the media. And then they right. oh, he probably was charged. I mean, but but who do they really put up against him? Like, I don't think Gavin Newsom has a chance. And oh, it's Biden. Somehow, yeah, they're gonna, oh, they're gonna, they're, I don't think they're going to run Biden again. Oh, bro. yeah, man. How is it not going to Biden oh. GPT? They, they would have <laughs> Biden like, GPT. I'm going to say this like, if the war in Ukraine is going on, why wouldn't they run Biden? Like, that's like that's his game. Mm. He's been, he's been like, uh, you know, the um, you know, like the defensive coach or whatever. Like, you know, if there's a defense, <laughs> I don't know, like he's had his hands in that pot for a long time. If I'm China and if I'm Russia and I see Biden win again. It's over for America. It's already over for America. It doesn't matter if <laughs> like Trump I'm, I'm coming wins in the or next not. Day. You got to be kidding me. Like, what, what is Trump going to do that's going to save America? He's going to let them the, keep printing. The, the energy of the American people, the... the oh, no, the we got to save, save our energy. We need... We, need. we got to save our energy. Personally, for me, Trump is not worth expending our energy on. He's he's just going to... He's going to, like, lead us right off a cliff, you know? We're going like, to be running, and then we're, by the time we look down, we're going to be like, oh, shit. I think he gets the people riled up. And it's oh, the people he gets that them riled up, but to be riled up, but like, riled up for what though? That's the thing. Like nothing constructive. It's just like it's just destructive. It's just angry. It's just blaming other people for our problems. I said, at least that's the way I see it. Like I didn't really see um, like 
a lot of construction. I mean, I do see, I still see a lot of construction though. And that's the thing. Like That's why I think this time around will be better off. Cause like now we, we've had the things put in our face. People have had cognitive dissonance and they've kind of had to acknowledge it coming out of COVID. Um, so moving forward, especially out of a Biden presidency <laughs> uh-huh. and into another Trump presidency where they can't really do the things they did the first time around with all the fake news and, you know, uh, p- pissing on his name and stuff like that. Like now they have to show the proof of whatever they try to say about him. Like mm. he steals papers. Let's Panda see says pr- um, brunch is a closet Trump supporter. <laughs> Uh, um, no, I, I don't believe in president. Like, like there's this, this meme I saw one time that was like, vote for nobody. And then it was like, that was like the candidate, like it was nobody. Mm-hmm. It was like politician A, politician B, and then nobody. And like, vote for nobody. I like a vote for nobody is a vote for, you know, freedom. <laughs> I mean, I'll vote whoever keeps us out of war, but I don't think. No one's, no one's going to keep us out of war. war. Anyone that tries to will be killed. So, <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> it's just too much money. Yeah, it's, uh, it is too much. So, so let's like my next topic, which is related in a way, is I spent an hour last Saturday, I think, at like from like midnight to 1 a.m. Um, Bitcoin Zay had retweeted some thread on on Shees, nay. Twitter and oh, I'm like, <laughs> you're gonna have to translate for me. Am I getting that old? <laughs> what do um, you and basically, the, the thread was Trump is the Antichrist, a thread. Mm-hmm. And so, this guy had spent like a lot of time researching all of these coincidences about Trump as the Antichrist. Um, Everything from like the garden in front of one of Trump's towers in New York being shaped like something occult to um, like the day he was born and, Mm -hmm. you know, like the moon that was existing. Uh, So do you know anything about this, Mars? (laughs) No, but I believe it all. (laughs) (laughs) So like, so the way the story went was that. I mean, if it's true, it's true, right? (laughs) um, There were these... uh, I don't remember who it was, but it was these two occultists who, um, who knew Aleister Crowley. Mm-hmm. And this was like, so, you know, like a century ago. And supposedly they were doing a, um, a spell or a magical ritual or something to create what's called a moon child. Mm-hmm. I've heard of that. And so supposedly Trump was the moon child that they created. That they created. And, uh, and then, you know, and then Trump is the Antichrist. And oh man, it was like just a very, very bizarre road to go down. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, I, I, I love numerology. I love occultism and all, all of that stuff. My thing is, is the little bit that I know about it <laughs> makes me believe it. Uh-huh. And so if there are people who know anything more than me, I'm sure that they would take advantage of this information. Yeah, probably. Well, <laughs> so like, I mean, one of the things that they did was they took, like they said, um, instead of calling him Donald Trump, they're like, oh, well, if, if we call him Don Trump and then we like- Well, they him mentioned him by name. Well, I mean, this oh, thread is like- and, oh. No, 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 no. Oh, I was like, I'm saying in this thread, right? Gotcha, like in okay. this thread. <laughs> relax, relax, <laughs> Um so they were like, okay, if you take Don Trump 
And then, you know, you give it like all these numbers and you add up all the numbers, it, it comes out to 666. Mm -hmm. And then if you take Donald J. Trump and you translate it into Hebrew and then you do the Hebrew gematria, then it comes out to like 666. It doesn't. I don't remember. I mean, I'm probably mischaracterizing it a little bit, but that's, you know, essentially yeah, the... Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the but so what? Like so what? Why does it? Do why does that matter? It like matters. It's, uh, it, it's like okay, but the guy has a, a J, right? So he has a middle name. So why did we put J instead of his full middle name, right? Because that's the one that made it six six six. But if we did his full middle name, it wouldn't come out that way. And that's what I'm talking about. I'm saying, mm -hmm. you know, like they're manipulating us oh, by yeah, yeah. by finding just the right way to spell his name. Like oh, but if we do it Donnie, mm -hmm. it doesn't work. Right? Duncan, Duncan got all riled up for some reason. He heard of the Antichrist. <laughs> yeah, Donnie's coming for you, Duncan. <laughs> we got an excited dog on our hands. I think he's from outside, though. I think that's why. Maybe. Should we, should we have a look? <laughs> Commercial break. Exactly. Commercial break. that and we're back <laughs> that was abrupt it <laughs> was a short one sorry just picked a random one so uh you know something i brought up today at uh, and, and something i've been talking about a little bit um it's the the changing age of human civilization like anthropologically mm -hmm. so the narrative is basically like when did humans conquer fire before you jump into that, I just want to let you know, oh. if you want to know more about Trump being the Antichrist, talk to 100. He's knowledgeable <laughs> about that. I don't know what art means by that, but that's what he said. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, you, you make sure to send us 100's contact info so we can get some uh, more. And pen the things the Antichrist is at the door, which I've. Is out your, is your door. He <laughs> summons a demon. We've summoned a demon. You said his name three times. <laughs> All right, so my question. So when did humanity, when did humans conquer fire? Like be able to kind of, you know, create it, move it, like store it, you know, like set up a, a campfire to like warm you all night. When do you think that happened? Well, so when I was a kid and, you know, I didn't like re-research this to confirm, but this is just my memory. So maybe this is the Mandela effect. But when mm -hmm. I was a kid... The Caveman time, yeah, Neanderthal, the, right? Ah, the, Duncan, Duncan knew. Ah, uh, Duncan knew, right? So, Duncan knew. so when I was a kid, the anthropology was that humans had kind of conquered fire fifty thousand years ago, and then a few years later, it kind of changed to something like one hundred fifty or two hundred fifty thousand years, and then they just you know they keep keep researching, keep researching, and then it was like five hundred thousand years, and then the most recent number that I've heard from anthropologists is perhaps 1.3 million years ago that humans were able to, you know, uh, control fire, manipulate fire, use it to their advantage to improve their lives. So essentially what I'm getting at is, is that 
we've we've constantly been changing how long we think humans have been around, how long we think they've been productive. You know, so I mean, if you if you look at maybe the narrative that was uh, promulgated during the Dark Ages, and as a res- you know, like and since then, it's it's the notion that the Earth and the universe is only a few thousand years old, mm-hmm. right? And so, like I've heard, like six thousand years mm-hmm. is the number that if I think you go by the people, Bible. Yeah, so. Uh, but it's not even if you go by the Bible, though, right? Because it's them taking all of these details, mm-hmm. like different things, like, well, the age of this guy and this guy was this guy's grandfather, and, this, right. and they all live this long and this long, and they just start adding up these numbers, you know? So that's the way they come to that number. It's not necessarily like the Bible says, the earth was created, yeah, like, yeah, the, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. And so I feel like. So we there's so much we really don't know about mm-hmm. ourselves and our history. So much of what we know about our history is humans maybe sincerely doing their best with the limited information and the limited right. creativity that they've had. So the, the reason I'm bringing this up is because uh, on the Congressional Dish podcast hosted by Jen Briney, she recently did an episode where she covered three different UAP Hearing so UAPs are unidentified mm. aerial phenomena, previously yeah. called UFOs, and so there were in the last two years there have been three congressional hearings where you know Congress people had testimonials on camera, sworn testimony about UAPs. Now they didn't in these um, in these like hearings they didn't actually talk to anyone who directly had an experience so this is kind of the weird part about it. it's like okay i don't know how seriously to take it but they had this one guy in one of these hearings who he says under oath that he's interviewed over a hundred people who have themselves directly had uap experiences so he's saying he's interviewed pilots who have had UAP experiences. He says he's interviewed lab technicians who have worked on UAP aircraft that have been recovered. The guy even says that there are, or maybe it's a different person, but they were, they, in some of these hearings, they talk about biologics, mm-hmm. non-human biologics. And so what I'm getting at with this topic ultimately, and thank you for your patience. Trump is an alien? <laughs> no, but it's that, that's the assumption, right? Is that these people, that these phenomena are being caused by aliens. But what I would suggest as another potential uh, explanation for this is not aliens, but maybe it's the reptiles. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's like an ancient species, an advanced intellectual ancient species that has existed millions of years ago. You know, like maybe it was five million years ago, and then for whatever reason they don't live on the surface of the Earth anymore, um, and so that kind of freed up the space for humans to come up. But I think it's much more plausible. What do you, what do you, what do you guys think? No, I think it's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you think it's less plausible than aliens? You're, you're so once upon a time, no, in a galaxy far, far away, there was species of what we consider to be aliens called the Anunnaki. Have you guys ever heard of the Anunnaki? I've heard of the Anunnaki. So the story of the Anunnaki is that they were the ones who created what we are today, modern humans. And they actually were warring against Martians was another species of humanoids that lived on Mars. And there was a complete nuclear disaster from a war on Mars. And the Martians had to come to earth and they lived on Atlantis. The Anunnaki's lived on Lumeria. And the Anunnaki's taught the Martians how to 
use fire, build civilizations, technology, all this stuff like that. The Martians then took all of this information, used it against the Anunnaki's, destroyed them, and basically created another nuclear disaster on Earth that destroyed all of civilization and they had to rebuild. Um, and so a lot of this stuff, like I don't know if you heard of the Younger Dryas. Um, oh. Younger Dryas is a... Uh, like a it was an impact by an oh, asteroid yeah. okay. that caused um, complete global change in temperature, ice ages, all that stuff and stuff like that. And it's actually documented when you look at like um, the water levels and all this type of stuff. Like it's super, super documented. Yeah, there's a few of those. There's one up by like Siberia. There, there's a few of them, right. There's right. a few of them that's happened over millions of years. And so there's evidence basically that humans have lived on the planet for multiple millions of years and that there's been catac cataclysmic wipeouts multiple times. And, um, yeah, there's, there's tons of evidence for what you're saying. Yeah. So, I mean, I've seen some of these documentaries and I, 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 I wouldn't necessarily say that there's evidence for these things, but there's definitely lots of evidence. And then these are the explanations that we've come that up we've with. Come up with them. Right. But again, like these are all limited by, the evidence itself and our creativity, right? Right, because I mean, like, so like what you were talking about before with the 50,000 years is what we were growing mm -hmm. up believing, but there are documents, there are the pyramids, you know, the pyramids, hey, they're hundreds of thousands of years old. The Egyptians that we thought were the ones who built the pyramids, they found them there. They didn't even build them. You know, there's documents of like uh, the Emerald Tablets that document the Anunnaki experience. Uh, there's so many different things that like, literally detail the fact that humans aren't even from earth. And so the idea that there are aliens today, right? Like you're talking about all these hearings and stuff that are happening. It, I personally just think that they're returning or that they've already wow. been here and we've woke them up. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Yeah. I mean, I definitely have a big personal bias against the idea of aliens being here. The reptiles, the greys. Yeah. But I, I just think like the, to me, the reptiles are, are just like an, an older species. It's mm -hmm, not, mm -hmm. it's not necessarily like they're aliens. I, I, I find the word alien is annoying to me. Honestly. Well, <laughs> but just like non-terrestrial, right? right? Like right. I, it's just, Extraterrestrial. I, I find because of my biases again, like the universe is so big and you know, why, why would they come here? How did they find us? You know, how did they even know where to look? I mean, we're doing the same thing. We're sending signals out to space. We are traveling for the first time, quote unquote, you know? Yeah. But yeah. Wouldn't they look just like if at they're the, millions of years ahead of us like at, at the composition of like the different chemicals we're putting out in, in, into space through light, the spectrography or whatever it's called. You could probably see there's more activity going on here than just a star. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, they, they, for instance, they can find, like, so they, they have a project. The uh, satellite's called Kepler, and it just takes pictures of, well, it basically looks for planets, right? And, like, one of the main projects is that it's looking for what they consider to be um, planets that humans could live on. So, like, I think maybe they call them, like, Goldilocks zone planets. or So mm -hmm. they're looking for a certain amount of water or like evidence of water in the spectroscopy, they're looking for maybe evidence of uh, like maybe plant life, you know, so greenery because chlorophyll or something. But, you know, but that's, but this is assuming that, that life has to be the way life is here. Right. And so again, like how do we know what to look for? Cause life maybe evolved in a completely different way. Um, for instance, uh, 
silicon is on the same group mm-hmm. as carbon, right? So like maybe there could be silicon-based life. Silicon beings, yep. Um, and then so how would we look for them, right? Like what do they breathe? They don't necessarily breathe oxygen. Like maybe they breathe methane or something else. Like I don't know. So I would say changes in patterns. Yeah, but it might be hard to notice them, yes. especially if, if like these societies are billions of years old. Are we still mm-hmm. going to see that much change mm-hmm. on their planets or are they kind that, of settled one of the in their ways? That saddens me the most is just how limited our lives are. Like, <laughs> if I, if hey, I be knew happy I could alive live at all, to a man. thousand years, I would literally spend time doing this. I would be a NASA scientist. Hey, look, the the deal was you get to live or you don't. Right. Not, none of this, you get to live for a thousand years. Shit, Ugh. okay? We need more time. This we is, need to hurry for this. For time for what, man? Look, there's, there's so no much time. things to do. There's nothing there's to so do. There's so much to do, there's man. nothing to do. <laughs> we got to figure out how to get to Mars. We got to figure out how to make better cars. We got to figure out how to... <laughs> we don't need to do any of those things. So much stuff. What was There's that? so much to do. Whoa! I want to call a board meeting real quick. Okay, you're calling a board meeting. Yes. Um, Order so in the in the board. Motion to extend uh, tonight's show and bring on a second guest. Yeah, can we bring on a second guest? Okay. Yeah. Okay. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna go long tonight. This is a special Saturday night lit. It's been decided. <laughs> lit on a Saturday. Damn it! Sound effect play when I say play. <laughs> We're still working Thank on our you. production. <laughs> anyway, so thank you, Mars, for coming on tonight. Plus, yeah, it's always you. a pleasure to have you. You've made the always conversation very here. interesting. We're we going to get a musical interlude in between, or what are we, no. we going to No? Okay. <laughs> We're just going to very awkwardly switch guests. All right, we have 28 seconds. <laughs> All right. some very stressful music to play there. <laughs> so uh duncan is just uh, very excited to see mars in person i think he's like i want an autograph he wants an autograph mars <laughs> so welcome to saturday night lit Giancarlo. <laughs> how you doing pretty good all right what's going on chilling 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 on a saturday night uh, Giancarlo, you are uh, lit right now, which means live item tag. It's live on podcasting 2.0 apps and also on some stream that if someone really wanted, they could ask us for. But I would prefer it if you listen to us on a podcasting 2.0 app. Or you can always download this once it's recorded. And well, the goal is to eventually have that stream playing on our website where you could also boost from. Yes, this is this is the goal. So what, what would you tell anyone who's listening to this now or in the future about yourself and it doesn't have to be anything in particular. (laughs) Okay. That's a very interesting way to put that. (laughs) Yes. If this is to be saved to posterity, uh, I am Giancarlo. I am in Miami. I've been living here for quite a, a long time and, um, I am involved in a variety of fields. I would say, I have interest in artificial intelligence, uh, cryptocurrency, blockchain technology, Web3, and uh, just the general electronic space. Um, And uh, I do a lot of stuff in the metaverse and um, 
Uh, I feel like right now it's a it's a really good time to be involved in all these fields. And how do you know brunch? <laughs> From childhood. Yeah, oh. we went to elementary school together. Wow. It was elementary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, we That's go crazy. way back. We go way back. And uh, and so, you know, John Carl's been coming to brunch for a while now. Um, so he's one of the other regulars that we get. And uh, yeah, so, you know, you are into a lot of things. You got your your hand in a lot of different uh, cookie jars or honey pots or whatever. No honey pots. <laughs> <laughs> that's a very loaded term. Around here. Uh, that's for sure. I was I was like just thinking about how much I like honey. <laughs> Don't we all? <laughs> but um, you know, I've actually been experimenting with ChatGPT. You know, I'm paying for a subscription, twenty bucks a month, um, and I've found it extremely helpful with my work you know i can i like i ask it technical questions about my job um to double check things to look things up for me to do background um you know like i can upload documents to it so i've you know i'm still ambivalent about what i think the total effect is going to be on society but i think it's extremely um it's a tool and it can be an extremely useful tool um like, what are the ways that you are using AI? I would say it's as much of a tool as knife is. And in that sense, it could be used to uh, to make really nice carvings, or you could be used to hurt yourself in really, really meaningful ways as well. Or threaten others. That too, <laughs> yeah, yeah. What do you mean hurt yourself in meaningful ways? Well, and in the sense is this... Um, so you're paying the subscription for chat GPT, which is great because it does give you access to um, some of the you know more updated models. Plus, I mean, they, they have the hardware to run these things like beautifully and they give you like really fast results. But what you're trading off in that situation is your privacy. Yeah, that's for sure. And I mean, check this out. Like, so one of the things that um, I've been checking, like just, you know, testing and just messing around with is uh, actually using ChatGPT in the medical sense. So it is very good at using, um, at you being able to ask it something. You could query it like some kind of health uh, question and it'll give you a particular kind of answer. But if you put in health metrics, it'll give you a better answer. And if you give it even more information, it'll give an even better answer. But then we start to get into this murky zone, like <laughs> how much information am I giving it and who's going to end up with the info, even if it's useful to me. So I'm actually entertaining the idea of uploading my blood work to the JATGBT. And then, you know what? Like I've been so just blindsided by how useful I think it is that I didn't actually stop to think like, holy crap, I'm giving my medical records to this stupid thing. It's not it your medical record. It's <laughs> Bob's record. HIPAA <laughs> <laughs> violation. Oh man. I mean, no, but it's not, I can reveal my own, my own health but, data. But, but think no, about no, it. No, it's Bob's. Oh, Bob's. Bob's exactly. Yeah. I, like, I guess I could black out like where it says my name and all my details and be like, yeah, I'm uploading Bob's. The thing is, this thing has swim. Such, <laughs> this thing Bush. has such a great memory that you can keep the ruse up until you slip up once. And then once you slip up, it already knows uh, and it won't forget. <laughs> but I feel like, but I feel like the, the people who run it, like they could read the conversation and then they'll know because they're, they, they, you know, they're going to be able to read into the subtlety, into the nuance of, of the conversation. And that's the other thing. So that's why I primarily, I primarily use it for like work and, 
just for general questions, I really try not to, to, to do anything personal with it because exactly that, because they're going to know about me. But you're going to know about it too. And that's the thing. It's like the utility of like, hey, you know what? I, I'm economically strapped, right? I need medical consultation. I can't afford to go to a fucking doctor. So what am I going to do? I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to use my own vitals that I, I get my own data from. You know, I can get my own arm cuff. I can get my own uh, breath, you know, like to see like lung capacity. I could get all these metrics. And if I gather them over a few days, I can input into one of these systems and it'll give me some good information. Now, one thing that I have been kind of playing with is how the delivery of the information is and how the sorting mechanism is for it to give me that answer. See, if I ask ChatGPT for certain questions, it'll give me an answer. It'll give me an answer up to a point. But what if I have ChatGPT channel it through somebody more honest, maybe, maybe somebody who we might consider a little bit more crotchety. Like this one is the, Dr. House. Isn't that's it? right. <laughs> this is Dr. House. This is a TV show for people who don't know. It was a TV show. And as he just said, it, it was starring a character who was a crotchety, very direct, an honest doctor. Look, I, I, I really did. A, <laughs> I spent like a whole day just like crafting the, the prompt so that it would get the personality to a T. And it was a lot of questions I had to ask. It was a lot of research I had to do. And, you know, it's funny because you think, oh, this is a fake character. It's not even real. But you got to realize that these AIs. It doesn't know that. It doesn't make a difference. Yeah. It's not that it doesn't know it. It, it, it. Whether it knows it or not, it's irrelevant. All it cares about is details. Oh, it went to this school. Okay, great. Well, everybody that goes to the school has these metrics. And everybody, okay, great. So that means I can build a baseline personality off these little generalities that you know. So I had to look up. Dr. House's actual schooling. I had to look up a lot of fan fiction. I had to look up things that were official records on Wikipedia. His first crush. <laughs> you know what? That might be useful for him in some capacity, but I had to dwindle it down to a, a very short, concise prompt so I can put it into, because right now the, the token count is like really like low for all these, all these prompts. Yeah, systems. I had an issue where like I was trying to paste something in there and it was like, it's too long. So I had to break it up. I'm like, okay, I'm going to send you an essay in the next three texts. So wait until I'm done and then respond. And it's like, okay. So every time I sent it, it would say, okay, I see that so, you've uploaded so some and so, I'm going to wait. So for on, on that, there's a pretty cool trick, like right off the bat for that. Let's say like it's something that you know is going to be in three parts. Like you could literally tell chat GPT, Hey, I'm going to give you this text, this essay. I'm going to break it into part one, part two, part three. Every time you get a part, once you get the first part, just reply by saying yes. And then you literally tell it, yes, yes, yes. Okay, good. Now you've got all three. Now give me a summary or whatever, you know. But the thing is with house, right? So this house personality, this house personality started giving me really good answers. Like the kind of answers that ChatGPT knew the info. It just didn't know how to tell it to me. In fact, it told me something that kind of startled me because I was like, Wow, that's it. Almost used a little bit of psychology in there too. So um, I've had some really, really interesting experiences with with these mediums now, and I, I could tell you that at the pace we're moving, you know, I, I expect everybody to have their own personal assistant in the next like two years. Like I expect that to be like a matter of fact, like uh, something that you have with you. Well, it'll and, come default on the phone, right? Well, don't we already have Siri? <laughs> no, no, that's no. In, that's really impersonal. Like you know, I don't know. She talks to a lot of people. I don't, I don't like that. Yeah, because that is the, the thing, is that 
Yeah, that these, too much. These AIs, because of the way that the, the language learning model works, it adapts to the input. So, like as the conversation goes on, it's constantly adapting and adapting and adapting to the way that you talk to it. So, it, in the end, it really becomes this very unique experience. You know, even though it's just algorithms <laughs> running. Then will people be able Debatable. to marry their AI? I mean, maybe. It, like in Japan, but I why, don't know about here. Why do, why, now, hold on. Now, that, that is a topic of conversation. <laughs> why, why do they get the bad rap on everything? Okay. <laughs> Okay, just, just okay. Look, like just because it's the country, you know, I'm sorry, Japan. I, and, and, I did not and I, mean. And I can tell you, I love, I, I love Japan, but but I'm also intrigued by as why people always look at this as the forefront of weirdness. Like, okay, so a guy, you know, sent uh, you know his girlfriend uh, a a uh, proposal with a bunch of cell phones. Okay, so another guy decided that he wanted to be a dog. I mean, you know, people want to live, right? I mean. <laughs> I mean, wave your freak flag, I guess. it's. Uh, but but really, I'm, and we're talking about uh, you know, things being put in particular places. Like, I don't know. I feel like a lot of the things we consider freaky are pretty normal around the world. Like, yeah, we have we have a pretty uh, standardized uh, sense of what of what flies or doesn't. But I don't know. I mean, they are kind of the, the final frontier on, on the freak, right? <laughs> You're not wrong when it comes to that. Uh-oh, man. We're like alive today. It's Jay. Jay is oh, Jay, give us love. in the proof of work fitness sats. <laughs> so he was saying with another 3,000 sats, human evolution DNA emoji is a very interesting topic too. Tell us more about history and debunk QAnon theories. And then with another 3,000 sats, he says, so the reptiles gave us fire? Built, <laughs> built, <laughs> built the pyramids? <laughs> Gobleki Temple, Tempe? I can't know what that is. And space technology? Ayahuasca. 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 That, that sounds go. like something you see on all, all those. <laughs> so it was, so the, the Albi was snlit at getalbi.com. S-N-L-I-T at getalbi.com. Randy, we're still waiting. We, we, you know, we extended the show just to take, just just to take you. your, your uh, sats. So, I mean, Giancarlo, so what's happening is these people are actually sending these sats to us live, right? So imagine the potential. With it, a message. Right, yeah, with messages. So the, you know, it's just kind of interesting. We can interact live with the audience. So it, I always imagine it like um, Larry King Live. Remember that show? I miss Larry. Yeah, so <laughs> I I miss Larry King live though, but like for the real Larry King live when he was in that room that was just pure darkness. It was just black. It was, there was nothing in the room. It was just him and a light and a table. I I was always like thinking I was like what is this place? It's the like most abstract place you could think of. <laughs> so for people who don't know, I mean Larry King live it wasn't it was a an a interview show and you know basically this guy Larry King would interview people live and then they would take phone calls. Right, so they would take phone calls live, so people could ask like the celebrity that he was interviewing questions. And I feel like we're ripe for another one of those with this, you know, with the the lit and the value for value model, you know, without um, the thirty second delay. Yeah, without the thirty second delay, and and well, it depends on your latency, right? In TV broadcasting. Yeah. <laughs> But, you know, so you imagine that as a show gets more popular, maybe you set a certain threshold. Like, okay, if you want to get your, your note read on air, like, you know. Or why don't you just get a voice or IP phone number so people can actually call you here? I mean, eventually we could do something like that, right? Yeah, it's maybe just a matter like a, of. Maybe even a text now number or something, you know? Yeah, no, I mean, we've uh, we've definitely had uh, Panda call in. We've had other people call in, but yeah. we like to control it too. <laughs> 
Y'all, y'all gonna be the next one nine hundred number up in here? Oh no, not like that. I mean, it definitely. Well, you want to talk about for a good time for a good time in Bitcoin? <laughs> you want to talk some steamy bits? You waiting for your sats to come in? Are you, are you looking at that blockchain? Hot and hodling. Mm-hmm. Call me now. <laughs> you I want to see you stream those sats. Are you hoping for a dip tonight? Oh my god. <laughs> well yeah you know it's just cool because like one of the things i like about doing this show is that we're you know okay we've got a modest audience but we've got some nice people who who listen to the show who support us who like you know give us a little bit of their energy and their thoughts um and but we're pioneers right like we're pioneering a new kind of broadcast medium that's permissionless um you know, and if we wanted, like right now we pay for hosting, but we could self-host if we wanted to. So there's like IPFS hosting. Y'all could be the Wayne's World of podcasting. Wayne's World. Party on. Excellent. <laughs> One I mean, host. I mean, I'm not even kidding because like they, the whole premise of that show is what their public access TV channel in somebody's basement. And literally like they're they they're literally doing what what the networks want to do, but they get to do it because they can. And the networks want to do it, but they don't even have a clue of what the hell is going on. True. I mean, so that's the thing. Like, podcasting runs on RSS. So all you need is just to subscribe to it, right? Like, you don't have to do it from a podcast player. You could do it from an RSS reader, you know, and, and you just get the podcasts as they come in. So it's it's like an old technology. Well, I will say this is a lot funner than this uh <laughs> this other podcast that I went to, which was uh, I went to a podcast in the metaverse lately, and uh, it was uh, it was really in- interesting because uh, they had the podcast, they were somewhere. They also had the metaverse stream. There were people in there, but looked like none of them were connected to each other. <laughs> I was just I was kind of shocked. I was like, well, I'm here, but but am I really here? And these are the questions you ask when you're in the metaverse. <laughs> so tell us more about that. I mean, like, what was that experience like compared to this? It's uh, really impersonal. Like, really, like, uh, you know, the thing is, in that medium, you can actually generate your audience. So you can have a bunch of people in the room. And if you're like, you want to make it look like you have a lot of people, you just open a lot of tabs. <laughs> no. Yeah. So fake engagement, right? Yes. You have a lot, a lot of that. And, uh, I don't know. I felt like the experience just felt really detached. I, I was there and I was like, man, am I like the only person really here? Like I know people are here, but, but I only feel like I'm, yeah, I always know that I'm, I'm the one in the metaverse cause I'm the one walking around. I'll be the one jumping and I'm like, there's no, like you're else. actually alive. Oh yes. Whereas everyone else is just standing. Yeah. They're static. That's, that's my usual experience of the metaverse is one big digital graveyard. Well, I mean, we could do that here too. We have a studio on it right behind us. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, thank you. Thanks so much. Thanks so much. It's not necessary. <laughs> but see, that's a little bit more live even than the other experience. <laughs> <laughs> it's more lively, right? Like it's just yeah. it's got more energy than what those people were putting out. Exactly. So lesson learned. There you go. You know, so what's like what are your feelings on the metaverse right now? Because I I I don't hear about it so much at brunch these days. I mean, has a lot of the hype <clears throat> kind of died down? I feel like a lot of the hype is is dead with it <laughs> because if you any of the metaverses i go to like i i check out spatial i do uh you are nowhere um 
I've even been to the Central Land. It was just these places that used to have activity, like, they're empty. Um, sometimes you go in there and there's just, just these, looks like it's just all this beautiful architecture. It's all this planning and thought that's gone into all these spaces. And there's nobody there. <laughs> it's like a mausoleum to, <laughs> to your work, you know? Um, and, it, and it's terrible because, like, for example, out of all the mediums, like, even Second Life, like, that place is a, a one big graveyard. Um it's crazy because there's still uh, an, an active group of people in all these chant and all these like mediums, but like they're never there. Like, I'm not explain that. Like I'll leave, I'll come back and things will change. But if I stay there all day, I wouldn't even see these people. Like, I don't even, I'm like, sometimes I start to really think like, I don't know if you guys have seen like creepy pasta kind of like uh internet theory saying the internet is dead because there's no real life content ever on the internet. Like literally, it's all like a simulacra of content. <clears throat> no, um, this sounds kind of uh like like the AI demons that some woman warned me about. Yeah, like that. There you go, something like that. Um, so it, it's weird. So when you're walking around the metaverse, that's what that's what's happening now. Places that I think have some potential, like maybe like internet metaverse spaces, like spatial, that don't require too much of an overhead in terms of like computational power of, or, or like rendering on a web page. Plus the fact that you can actually go in there and actually have a space. You could just generate these spaces on the fly. Um, I feel like that's probably going to be the next thing coming up, especially this year, this year, I feel like the metaverse is going to get another boost. Um, so, cause a few things are happening. A few things are coming down the line. Um, you have metas, Quest 3 that's supposed to be launching at the end of the year and that's going to be a big boost to the uh, the fledgling like uh, VR industry that you know even though oh yeah it's huge like nobody plays VR like people have all these systems in their house and not even using them that's one um, and then the other thing is NVIDIA they're like freaking graphics juggernauts you know they decided they want to just get in whole, wholeheartedly into ai so now they're optimizing the computer architecture to be able to specifically uh be interfaceable with those programs because a lot of the ar like uh, v, uh, a lot of the the ai programs now they use the nvidia's cuda so that's like a protocol inside the N nvidia chips and these next generation of chips are just going to be wholly dedicated to this particular function. So um, in terms of the metaverse, I feel like one of the things that's really, really lacking in the metaverse is interaction. Because, like, it's great. You can have all these worlds. But if there's nothing there, if there's, like, no activity, there's nothing. You know what? Even an NPC. Like, uh, I, I was thinking a lot. I'm like, what if these metaverses had, like, you know, AI NPCs? You know, full-blown LLMs that were interactable. Like, maybe that would give it another boost well that's i mean that's the first time i thought about that and that seems inevitable right like to start implementing um ai into npcs because now every play can be unique you know like you, you can set some sort of parameters to the character but beyond that it's going to be a result of the way that the player's impact is on that game right but that's the thing is like i think of it as a game i think one of the problems with with the uh, with the metaverse is the fact that it's a sandbox, that there is no, there are no quests, there are no necessarily goals, right? It's not a game, it's an experience and you kind of have to create your own experience. So I feel like people need the motivation of a goal, 
the gamification. No, hold on there, though. Oh. Okay. <laughs> I could tell you some stuff, right? Because I, I, you know, you think of it as a game, which is true. Well, I'm saying to I a, think it to needs a point. to be a game. Wait, wait, wait. This thing is true to a point, right? Like this metaverse thing. But it's not a game when certain things happen. I can give you very, very nice examples of this situation. Okay. Not a game when you spend time to do a build that's on a public area, like on a public server. And then you have something such as a neighbor. And then you and your neighbor get into arguments and fights. And you think you this told is, me a little bit about Oh, this. I have told you a little bit about it, but um, it, it really is something that it really hit. You know, once that happened for real, it really hit how real it was. I was like, you know, Can this. Can you tell our audience a little? Because so this is a good story. The Metaverse has NIMBYs is what you're saying. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Yes. Tell them the story. <laughs> okay. So this happened. This happened last year. It was early last year. A little bit before that, I had reactivated uh, my account with Second Life. Like I've I've had it active for a period of time, but I really like didn't use it for like a couple of years. And I was like, okay, I was wondering with all this metaverse stuff going on right now. I was like, you know, let's go see what's going on there. That's like an OG metaverse. So I saw that there was very little activity, and I thought this is great because that means people don't really understand the value of you doing the things they're talking about in all these other places like Decentraland and all these other spots. And, and I can actually do it here. And I know this, this territory well. So I started doing a lot of inquiries on lands and I started actually finding lands that were valuable to me and what I needed. And I ended up kind of uh, deciding that I wanted to have a land next to a road, a main road on, on one of the main parcels in second life so that people would have to go through my area. Now, when I got there, there was nobody there. I had no neighbors, zero neighbors. Like I'm just grassland. I was like, wow, this is like in between places. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like, like, you know that, like now I, now I understand like a lot of these people that, that come in, like they start to develop areas. Like this is what it must feel like. You go in there and there's nothing. It's empty. It's just possibilities. So I got there and I said, okay, grab, started land grabbing, buying a bunch of lands, buying stuff, you know? And, um, one day, I had my first neighbor appeared right across the street. Nice person. I had a farm. They put up a farm there. I was like, fucking weirdo, fucking horses and shit. <laughs> 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 I was like, I know everybody is weird here, but man, it's like, how weird do they get? Oh man, I got a horse. <laughs> then another neighbor next door opened up a, um, a K-pop club. <laughs> okay, but not just any cake pop club, a cake pop club that was associated with BTS and somehow had their VR, whatever, some group, like some official media outlet had some kind of press event that they had at that at that event. And I know because one day I went to my to the to my parcel and I'm like, who the hell are these people next to my house? <laughs> like, and I'm not talking about like 20, 30 and they were making my thing lag. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was like, what are they doing? You know? <sighs> and they were. Yeah. So, it's, uh, but they were nice. They were cool people. I got to got to know them. We, we talked. It was it was cool. You know, you got to know your neighbors. And then I got my real neighbor. This person that came next door to my to my right. So the the BTS club was, the K-pop club was to my left. The horse people were in front of me, and then these people built an estate next to me. They had like a like a royal man, like a Mac Mansion kind of thing going on. And and I don't have a Mac Mansion. What I did is, I guess they say the metaverse gives you the ability to think big. And me, I only think in buildings. So I put up like a five story building on my plot. <laughs> 
You know, I was like the only person like I'm, I've been flying around for months and I'm like, nobody else builds buildings around here. Everybody just builds houses. Things so small. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I built this. My, my next goal is to build a skyscraper, but um, yeah, so I had my five story building and this person was not having it. They didn't like the building. And then I started putting up Bitcoin symbols and then I put up a, um, a, a crypto ticker that had Bitcoin and other coins, other little shit coins. And that's when they went over the line because they were like, what are you, what is this? What do you have next to my house? And I'm like, yeah, this is, <laughs> this is what, what I have here is what I'm, you know, I, I like to look at these coins and I'm going to have a big, big, huge banner. It looks like a Times square kind of banner, just electronically reading the numbers every 10 seconds. <laughs> You know, and it's going to be right in front of your house. <laughs> and uh, and let's just say that from that point on, we went to war for six months where this person every day was putting up little 3D avatar um, characters next to my parcel border, like little protest signs. like and And this happened for months. And what I would do is I would retaliate. I would put up my own graphics, like huge versions of the graphics just to block out their thing. And I would make sure I would follow where their window was and their line of sight. And I would make sure that that was right in front of them so they could always see it. And then it got, and then it got heavy. Then it got really heavy. Cause then I got to see corruption that, that, and that's when it hit how real, I was like, man, this is just like, this is like an analogy for real life. Yeah. Yes, it is. So this person apparently had a friend in a department of public works at SL. So they actually had somebody who was somebody who was associated with the company in the system who was actually in charge of all the public works and had that person give them admin permission to, and authorize them to put little protesters in front of my house on the road, on the main road, on the public road. <clears throat> and the only way that could happen, cause I'm, I've been around long enough to know how it works is to know that one of those people that is in the company did. So I said, okay, that's cute. I documented all that crap. I sent a nice little letter and I sent it to SL's main headquarters. And within a few hours, I got some Lindens. They sent me money <laughs> and all that garbage was removed. And then within like a month, that person next door moved out too. <laughs> did, you, did you buy their plot of land? I sure did. <laughs> <laughs> More on the internet. <laughs> it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> I don't know how to. That's the best and exit right there. I yeah, know right. Say, it's so. a wonderful, <laughs> wonderful story. It's a classic. So, thanks for. Is this a break or is this a? No, that was the end. Okay, so you know, thanks for coming on Saturday Night Lit, uh, Giancarlo Mars. It was a pleasure. Saturday, August nineteenth. I'm Captain Brunch. Damn, Tim. See you next week. Peace.